Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, ESPN2. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Good morning, everybody. It's Alan Hahn with Key. How you feeling this morning? It's a Friday. It's the summer. I'm good. You said Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Ain't no J. Will, and there is no Max. It's Keyshawn and Alan Hahn. <laughs> One out of three. Both of those guys bad. are on vacation at the moment, enjoying <laughs> the summer while yes. we are working and picking up the pieces for them. That's it. We carry. We, we're carrying it for them. It's good to be here with you, though. Um, I have a question for you, and I may this have is an the, answer depending on the question. I hope you usually do have an answer. This is that now we're getting into that point of the summer where the water. The ocean water is getting warmer and warmer as you get up north because normally it takes a while in the northern parts of the country where the ocean still stays cold. So here uh, in New York, the Atlantic Ocean, now, you know, beachgoers, Long Island, they'll, they'll go out into the water now. <laughs> but now is when you find sharks, and that's starting to become a thing. Is that like in L.A.? I mean, is that a, also an issue in L.A.? Do you have shark issues there? Do you see me, Han? Do I look like a guy who gets in the ocean? Yes. No, I don't get in the ocean. But <laughs> there's a few. There was a few sharks, I think, circling uh, the other day, um, and I think I think actually it was a, an attack down in the Orange County area, um, or maybe it was San Diego. But mm-hmm. you know, they come around here and there. But I I would never know because I'm not. I'm the guy when the water gets to the right to the edge and it comes up. I'm that still that kid. I run out. I don't go past my ankles. So I would never I would never know about any of that. I'm not no, I'm not getting out into the ocean unless I'm in the Caribbean or something like that yeah. where I can see my you feet. Can see. Yes. I can see clear what's around me. This is how <laughs> this is how you and I are so much alike. Because you grow up in LA, you the ocean's right there, right? I grew up on Long Island, the ocean right there. I've been to many of those ocean beaches many many times and yeah i'm the same way once it's about over my ankles i'm good I yeah and, and, need... and i and look i looked the part right i looked <laughs> like i could be one of those guys that may serve you know board shorts flip-flop t-shirt oh, yeah. you know got the the hair just i got that look i do that on purpose but <laughs> in the end i'm not touching the water man no, I'm I'm just good. not i'm just not doing it well it's too many you... it's too many bad things that can happen in that in the bottom portion of it, you know, I don't if know what's down there. You can't see. I don't it, know like, what's down there. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how people are just. How do you trust? I don't know. How, I have trust issues to begin with. How do you possibly trust? Just like I'm just going to dive right into that. Here comes the break. I'm diving right into that. Like, uh, no, like, I, I'm not doing that. But if know, I could see, like you said, the Caribbean, you walk out into that beautiful clear water and you see the white sand. Be- I'm good there. I know what's going on down there. And when something's swimming around me, I know what, you know, I could see it. Like, but not, not yeah. Atlantic Ocean. No, I'm good. But I will say this. The one time, one time when I flew out, when I was covering, um, I think it was covering, I forget, I, I don't forget what team I was covering at that point. But I left JFK in a snowstorm, mm-hmm. landed in LAX. A friend oh, of mine picked, yeah. picked me up and I was, and she's like, where do you want to go? I'm like, I just want to go to the ocean because it was freezing in New York and literally like went right to, I think it was Manhattan beach, took off my shoes, rolled up my pants, walked all the way out and just stood in the water. Yeah. Just cause I could, I went from snow to beach and it felt really nice. That's the no, one time it, in Pacific it, ocean it is, I went out. It, it, it's nice to, to look at. 
it's nice to to maybe touch right at the edge where the water comes and it starts to get you start to see the white and the little bubbles. That's good. <laughs> Outside of that, I'm not really. You know, I've gone in the ocean in Bora Bora, the Caribbean, places like that, where I can see my ankles clear mm. when I'm standing there. And the water can't get past my waist. If it starts to go past my waist, it's time to come on out. Yeah. It's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. All you need is just something to just to, like, swim by your foot or whatever. Or, nah. Step on a, on a horseshoe crab. No, nah, I'm good. Don't need that. But anyway, so either way, the weather is beautiful this time of year. And the surf is beautiful, as we just saw there on ESPN, too. So that was nice. But meanwhile, we have, uh, we have sports to talk about, Key. And one really? thing, we, yeah, we got two-a-days going on, uh, as you know, here at the network. And today's two-a-days, we've got the Commanders and the Bears. We'll do a lot of talk about Justin Fields and the Bears throughout the show, but also the Commanders and where they sit right now in the NFC East. And the quarterback story in this division is a really interesting one because each one has their own sort of pressure, don't they? With with the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, it's just the annual pressure of being the Cowboys quarterback, right? I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. With the with the Eagles, it's Jalen Hurts and a, what is a good roster, and is he the answer at quarterback? And he's can he prove that this year? With the Giants, it's simply new coach, new GM, and Daniel Jones isn't their guy. So he's got one year to sort of prove whether he should be their guy or they should be looking for a new quarterback. And then Washington makes the move to bring in Carson Wentz, his third team in three years. And that sense of, is he ever going to find that player he was in 2017? You know, when he was an MVP candidate. Like, he is, like, the the thing I think that catches everybody's attention is not only did the Eagles give up on him, but then the Colts in one year gave up on him. And so... What do you expect out of Carson Wentz and the commanders this year? I think when you look at the four quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, in my opinion, is the one with the least pressure. The um, least? Be, yeah, that, that's what I believe. I just I, I look at the situation as probably totally different than everybody else. The Philadelphia Eagles gave up not only on him but on Doug Peterson. Okay? They gave up on everything. It was a mess. So when you look at that, guy was injured. He didn't play as well as he should have played when he bounced back. He had some locker room issues, clearly, with some of the players in the locker room. They didn't feel that he was all in with them in Philadelphia, so they move on from him. He goes to the Indianapolis Colts in his first year. He plays okay, doesn't play great, doesn't play bad, just okay. I think if he gets a second year and a second opportunity in Indianapolis, it's a different Carson Wentz because at that point maybe he settles in. I don't know what happened there. He made a few bad mistakes that made you scratch your head and wonder what the hell are you doing when he's flipping the ball and throwing the ball and getting scared and acting a certain way. But the Washington commanders clearly feel a certain way about Carson Wentz. They feel like he's the answer because Tyler Heineke was the guy for the last year. So everybody's, oh, Tyler Heineke, oh, my God, he's going to be. And they said, nah, we got to upgrade at that position. So they went out and got Carson Wentz as an upgrade. So – that tells me what Ron Rivera wants to do from a defensive standpoint, getting Chase Young back, shoring up the defense. Now you say to yourself, okay, what about the offensive side of the ball? Well, we're going to run the football. We're going to get the football in the air to one guy in McLaurin. That's why we gave him the money. Other than that, that's what we're going to do on offense. We're not going to throw it 45 times. We understand Carson Wentz has talent in the big arm, but we're not going to put him in a position to screw it up. We're going to keep everything really close to the vest. That's how we're going to win games. And I think – that is probably best for Carson Wentz. So with that, 
that's why I feel it's the least amount of pressure because they're not going to ask him to do a whole lot. Mm. I mean, the pressure, I guess, is maybe personal for him, but for the franchise, you're saying not as much. But for him, it's about just reestablishing himself as the quarterback. But as you mentioned, but he can reestablish himself. He can reestablish himself in this kind of uh, run first, dink and dunk offense. He can reestablish himself by doing that because keeping it simple. Keeping it simple. If he gave you, if he gave you what Mac Jones gave the New England Patriots a year ago. People will change to start that conversation. They would start the conversation of this is the type of quarterback you need who's not going to turn the ball over, who knows what to do. They'll start that whole thing. Then it'll catch fire. And then by the middle to the end of the year, they'll be talking about how great of a manager Carson Wentz is. And if you need him to throw the football down the field, he's more than capable of doing it. That's, you know, you know that old spiel. Yeah, of course. It's changing the narrative. Well, here's Kimberly Martin talking about Carson Wentz and whether or not he's the long-term guy in Washington. He will be the long-term answer at quarterback because you know what? Carson now finds himself in another situation where he has a good roster. Despite what's happening in the front office with Dan Snyder, this is a a franchise that is trying to turn the corner with a stable head coach, a great team president, good coaches around them, a young crop of talent. They just re-signed Terry McLaurin. So you'd hope that Carson would figure it out. But Carson's issue has never been about the talent. Mm, exactly it. Carson Wentz going to need to get in the zone to win the division for the commanders. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. So you feel like he is the least amount of pressure on him in that division. So there's four quarterbacks who are feeling some type of pressure, and then we move on to one who doesn't, but not for the right reasons. We will explain. ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days, an in-depth preview of every team in the National Football League. Two teams every day as we storm towards training camp. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, CSPN Radio. Alan Hahn and Key hanging out today. Key, James Kahn passed away yesterday at the age of 82. You talk about a career and uh, and a, a, a filmography, uh, the things, the movies that he's made, uh, Sonny Corleone in The Godfather, probably most famous for that, although maybe a younger generation remember him as the dad in Elf, of course. But I'm wondering if, uh, I, I'm sure as a football player, you saw Brian's song, yes? Oh, yeah. He yeah, played Brian Piccolo, and Gail Brian Sayers Piccolo was and Billy Sayers, D. Williams. The whole deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw it. Did and, you get emotional? Uh, you know, I don't know if I did or not. I'm sure I probably was like, yeah, I probably did because it was sad. Yeah. It was so long ago, though. 
It was so True. long ago. Yeah, they don't show that one enough, I don't think. It's one of the great sports movies. When we talk about sports movies, we get into more of the modern ones, but that one that was made was that made in the seventies? That 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 move that story, again, the Brian Piccolo story, and then obviously with how Gail Sayers and he had that bond, uh, is such a great story. But it's it's like he It's so wild though, like you said, they don't talk about it enough. You, no. It, it, especially where we are in the world today, like the, in society. With, Think about it. When you got race issues still going on and you got a black football player and a white football player, you know, it's just it. It's weird that they don't show it as much as, like you said. 1971. I, you know, we see a million different things when we are, are scrolling the television. We look up and we see all sorts of the same stuff, but we never see the best stuff. Yeah, and, and and it feels like that's generally a theme that we see a lot in sports, which is what I love about sports. It's sort of like the great connector, right? The idea like, that it, it the lines get feels, blurred. It almost feels like, huh, that they're deliberately saying, ah, we don't want people to know that people actually get along that don't look the same. Yeah, right. They care for one another. Maybe. Uh, another another James Conn movie, Misery. Have you seen that one? With no, Kathy I don't know Bates? that. I, I don't know if I saw Misery. The only ones I can think of is The Godfather's and in yeah. um, Elf. Yeah, Elf. Nah, of course. I'm not. I didn't see Elf. What? That's hard to believe. And you have kids. I mean, why would I go watch Elf? Because <laughs> you have kids. That's why. Yeah, but my kids. Certainly, kids are only into certain things, right? I mean, I, you can't force them to see movies I, that they don't. They're not into. I tried to get them to watch The Gremlins. They looked at me funny. Oh man. Gremlins, Gremlins hasn't aged well. Gremlins, yeah, Gremlins definitely did not age well. But Misery is one of those movies that you'll watch it and you'll wish you didn't, but it's that good. It's so good, but terrible. Ankles. That's all I got to say. Just if you watch the one scene you need to see involves ankles, and trust me, Key, you'll never forget it. We're back in 10 seconds. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. ESPN.
ESPN Radio's NFL Tua Days. I think realistically, if Fields can not let the burden of winning games affect him this year and try to grow in spite of what could be a very rough year for the Chicago Bears, they'll be set up to actually get to see what he's capable of. But I think this year is going to be a learning year and a trying year for this team. Yes, good morning. Keyshawn J. Will, Max, ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn with Key. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number to be part of the conversation. As I said, we're doing two-a-days, and today's teams in our two-a-days, as we get closer and closer to NFL training camps, the Commanders and the Bears, we talked a little bit about Carson Wentz. Key does not believe Carson Wentz has the he, – he believes Carson Wentz has the least amount of pressure on him in the NFC East when you compare him to the other quarterbacks. Am I wrong? Uh, no, no. The way you the way you explain it, I guess I, I kind of understand it. I think for him, there's some internal pressure. At least there should be. But then other people will tell you that he doesn't. He just doesn't work that way. Yeah, you know, I, I, we've got to figure out what, <laughs> like, as a teammate, why things have gone wrong, uh, and why two teams Man, now you, have said hey, we're better off without you. That's all. With all the talent, yes. When you don't win, the noise gets loud, and when the noise gets loud, people' opinions change of you. And people fall into the opinions. They let the opinions sway their decision-making far too often in professional sports. They just well, do. I mean, it, it. people don't like to hear that. They just don't. They can't process it. When you say, they, when you say opinion, where's that opinion coming from? It can come from uh, many different places. It can be a variation of a number of things. But what happens, is, in my opinion, having played and been around it and kind of watch it and and check it out a lot, when people start screaming loud about who you are, everybody else buys into it. And they don't really break it down and really look at it. They get spooked. Because, and, and, and again, when you look at the Eagles, it didn't go well. The coach got fired, who yeah. won the damn Super Bowl. Yep. So, naturally, the Eagles said, "I'm. we're going to just get rid of everybody. So then... You look at that, and first thing people say is, well, he was part of the problem, he was part of the problem, he was part of the problem, he was part of the problem. They didn't really like him in the locker room. They then he goes to Indianapolis, and he's there one year, and he makes a few bonehead plays. Now the guy can't play football anymore. You talk about uh, spooked. It, in I Jacksonville, mean, he looked spooked. Like that, it just, that, he it's looks crazy. Spooked, man. And if you're a teammate and you're looking at a guy, and I mean, how important is that, Key, when you're in the huddle, you're looking at, and I know – Obviously, maybe you're different because your confidence level is a lot different than most people. But isn't it important to have someone in the huddle that has command that you trust? Oh, and you yeah. can see it in the guy's eyes like, oh, he's not here. Uh, absolutely. I can go back to the story from high school, right? Our, our, our uh, backup quarterback had to come in. He was a young kid, though. You know, he was young. He was, he was a sophomore at the time. And he comes in. We're a really good team. Like, we, we are like the best of the best, right? He comes in the huddle, and the first thing I told him, I said, you bet not, da 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 Guess what he did? He did exactly what I told him not to do. He fumbled the damn snap. And, and so you you can look at him in the huddle and tell he get ready to poop his pants, yep. right? Like, you, you could just totally tell. I, I played with the Jets, and I played what? with Rick Meyer, and I bless Rick Meyer. I, I like Rick and everything. But I look at Rick's eyes, and I can tell, like, he does this. This ain't really what he want to do right now. <laughs> you know, versus uh, Vinny Testaverde and Brad Johnson, 
you know, yeah. those guys in the huddle, you could tell that they was ready to go. You know, Rick was more like just – it just was something about him. He was trying to get through it. It make you feel like <laughs> we was getting ready to do anything. <laughs> I can't imagine. Well, that's what they – but that's that's what they said about Carson Wentz in I Philly. understand. That's they said about him there. And then you see him in Jacksonville. If you're Indianapolis, you're like, no, no, no. We can't keep going forward with this guy. So, we'll see. Now, we got to we gotta move on from this. But, it's a, again, it's just we'll see if in Washington maybe that changes. But that only changes if that look in his eye, like you said, changes. But, meanwhile, how about a young quarterback, a 23-year-old in Justin Fields with Chicago? And where he is this year, where now it's a new head coach. It's very similar to we see this a lot. New head coach now, Matt Eberflus. Uh, a, a new offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, for the first time, he's an offensive coordinator after spending a couple of years with Aaron Rodgers. So he's calling the plays. And it's not like they made some major changes to their roster where they gave them a ton of weapons. Like it's him, it's Dave Montgomery, and, you know, a bunch of other guys. Like, like what do you expect or what should we expect out of Justin Fields this coming season? Nothing except growth, ability to continue to get better, in the pocket, that's pretty much it. When you when you look at some of the players that they let go, when you say they made, didn't make changes, well, they made some changes. You know, Allen Robinson is now out here in Los Angeles. Leo Mack is in L.A. I mean, you start to look at some of the yeah. players on the team. They made some changes. They didn't necessarily bring in anything that made you say, wow, Equinenia St. Brown is a kid from Green Bay that, that was their fourth receiver. You know, Brian Pringle. I mean, they, they just didn't really upgrade at any positions because they're not expected to go anywhere. 2023 is the year for them. They'll have more cap space. They'll be able to be big-time players in free agency. And that's okay. He just got to stay healthy, and he's got to just continue to grow at the position, learn the position and continue to grow at it. He's going to make a lot of major mistakes. And if his athletic ability can take over and he can energize the team from that standpoint, then I think everybody will be, oh, my God, he's a second coming. We haven't seen this before. But if he struggles, you're going to hear people say, oh, well, you know, he may not be the answer. Should the Bears be looking for another quarterback, which is unfair. But you're going to hear that because they're not looking at the long-term situation. They're worried about the short-term and the immediate right now, which is nothing, which isn't going to be good. No, no, and and, and I've, that's the biggest part of this problem, right? Because what you just said is the danger zone when you have a young quarterback is if if it's not – if team success doesn't happen, that's when you start asking that question. Well, it's going to be a big quarterback draft. They might have another high draft pick. Should they go for a quarterback? What should they do? And it, it's unfair to him as a young quarterback. You have to give him time. And with a new coaching staff, that's not their guy. They're not – they didn't draft him. They didn't – you know, that's not the plan. Well, so but what in, happens? In this situation, though, it's almost like they did draft him. He's in the same similar situation as Jalen Hurts was a year ago. Same situation that the New York Jets were with Zach Wilson a year ago. A very bad football team that all of a sudden gets a new head coach. So it's, it's, it's like them drafting him. He's not in his fourth year. He's in his first year. He's in his second year, which is really his first year because his first year was really a trial period to learn just how to get to the locker room on time because of the coaches were going to be fired. This is not one of those situations. So I think when you look at it, the Bears and, and, you know, uh, 
Eberflus, the head coach, took this job. And there's only 32 teams, you know, in the National Football League. Most coaches will take a job no matter what. But you took this job knowing that this is your quarterback for the next, you know, three to four years. And it's your job as a head coach to get him going in the right direction because it'll fall on you if he shows flashes and those flashes show some greatness, but you can't get that greatness to get over the hill. Then mm-hmm. eventually people are going to start to say, well, it's the coaching. It's not the player. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful there too. And also obviously still a division that has Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and a Minnesota Vikings team as well. It's made some changes on that team. All right. So we got your calls. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Also coming up, why LeBron might hold all of the cards in getting Kyrie to L.A., the story that will not go away. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Here we go with LeBron James. He's the only person that has extreme value, that you'll never get equitable compensation for his greatness. So we got all of that going on. You the Lakers, where you going? You got nothing. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, Allen Hahn, in for Max. It's me and Key hanging out today with you on ESPN Radio and ESPN2, the ESPN app as well. The road to the rematch is on. Bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunez go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Remember what you said earlier, Key, about how you were in high school and there was a, a sophomore came in as a backup quarterback in the huddle, and you told him, you know, don't do this, and he did exactly that. Yep. It's legit what I just did on SportsCenter. Told myself, right, Uri Slavskovsky, it's not easy to say. If you looked at the lettering, Slough. you'd say, how Slough. does that even make sense? Slah. No, so in my head I'm going, I'm going to get that right, right? Then I get to a name that I know, Marion Gabrick, and I flub that. How? It's a problem. It's just how it goes. Scared because in your head, no, it's in your, it's not, it's not fear. It's, it's you're just scared. You, you, you're on national television, you're scared. Definitely not scared, just 
you know, you get psyched out. That's what happens. Meanwhile, I got, I, I got to, I'm gonna have to call Stephen Ado after the show. You didn't like what he said there? No, man, he be hating too much. Why? Man, don't hate on the Lakers, man. Well, there's a lot. I mean, they do give you plenty of material right now, don't you think? I mean, there's plenty there to keep you busy when it comes to the Lakers. You and I have had a chance to talk about this. It is something that I'm curious about. I want to see how you um, decode something that Jeannie Buss tweeted. Uh, this is Sunday night, right? It was before uh, 4th of July. And she said this on Twitter about 11 o'clock uh, Pacific time, uh, p.m. I miss KB, and that obviously is referencing Kobe Bryant. He would understand and explain everything that I'm not allowed to. Honestly, he was the greatest Laker ever. He understood team over self, meaning your rewards would come if you valued team goals over your own, then everything would fall into place. All can reply. Uh, Since all can reply, I'd like you to. Well, I mean, I I don't know what she's saying. I think, what time did you say that was? It was, uh, well, it was was 2 a.m. Eastern, so um, it's about 11 o'clock or a little after 11 o'clock Pacific. Was it red wine or white wine or tequila or what was it? It's being poured that at midnight. That yeah, that definitely right? sounds emotional. <laughs> yeah, it's got some emotion to it, a little bit of like, you know, the filter was off at this point. But I also believe that there's a lot of truth in these moments. And all right, I'll tell you what. I'll well, tell you, you what I'm reading. Great, what, ha- what happens in this situation, I, and the way that I look at it, is she's saying when she can go to great players to get an answer for things that she may be struggling with, right. which is – the way to finish this deal off in the offseason, who to bring in, who to sign, who to lean on to give her the confidence to pull the trigger on a player or something or trade trades or draft picks or whatever. And she probably could go to Kobe. Her dad probably could have gone to Magic, that sort of stuff. And I think for her, she doesn't have that there now because her relationship with the one guy in LeBron James isn't nearly as strong as it was with Kobe Bryant. And LeBron is in a different situation because he's still dealing with Rich Paul, who's his agent and in the clutch and all that sort of stuff. So she's trying to figure out how to keep them at bay, but still try to manage the team and have success and do what they want to do, but to do it the right way. I think that's what I'm reading through it. Well, I, I think there's a lot. Yeah, th- that's what I'm seeing as well, because what I see from her in this tweet is somebody who and you remember the article or the interview she did with the L.A. Times with Bill Platchke a couple of weeks ago, I think when the season ended and she revealed how there's a lot of pressure on her because she's the final decision maker. Yeah. But she takes input from a lot of people and yeah. she admitted, you know, whether it's, like you know, one, make sure you, you got to do things to keep LeBron happy because he's so important to them. And then it's, you know, Rob Palinka, the GM. And then, of course, there's the Rambuses. Then there's Phil, who she also said, yeah, she talks to Phil. And I wonder if this is a result of that and how the Kyrie story that's out there about how LeBron reportedly wants the Lakers to trade for him. And maybe she's hearing from other people Look what happened in Brooklyn. Are you sure you want to bring a guy like that into this organization? And she could lean on Kobe and say, what do I do here? What do you think? And Kobe would probably give her that reassurance of, don't worry, I'll handle it, or 
the perspective that she desperately needs in a moment like this, who can I trust? I, I, feel, I really feel bad for Jeannie. I do think that she is in a situation where she tries to get people to give her as much advice and input as possible, but everyone has, as you know in these situations, Key, everybody's got their own side that they want you to, like, you know, their own Self agenda. Self-interest. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. And so I think I, I felt like this was like a, a moment of desperation of, I don't even know who to trust about this, and I'm worried if I pull the trigger on this, will I regret it? And if I don't, will I regret it? Here's why. Because as Brian Windhorst explains, LeBron James is watching everything right now, and in August, it's time for him to decide his future with the Lakers. Would he sign an extension? So with the Kyrie trade kind of hanging over this franchise, here's Wendy kind of explaining how LeBron can use some leverage. The one thing that is a there's a potential change agent here, LeBron James wants Kyrie Irving. And it's not because he wants Kyrie Irving because he's the best teammate in his history. He wants Kyrie Irving because the Lakers can get him. He doesn't have a whole lot of choice. And he knows that he's got a contract extension situation coming up. And that's the change agent. If there's no deal by early August when LeBron can extend, will LeBron use that as a leveraging point to force the Lakers? If I were the Nets, I might be hoping so. Think about that for a minute. LeBron well, if- using leverage. What do you think of that? It, look, getting Kyrie is an easy one for me. What Jeannie has to come to grips with is the self-interest is only in LeBron James. It, it, nobody else you should pay attention to. Because everybody else, the, the Rambuses and Phil Jackson and all of them, put them aside. I understand the relationship. I understand the relationship with Linda. I understand the relationship with Kurt Rambus. I understand all that. But put that aside, okay, because it's your team, not their team. And the guy on your team who's the best in the world, you might want to listen to in terms of going and getting Kyrie. If he says that's what he wants, then go do it. And if you don't do it, now you force him to say, do I want to still be a Laker? Now I got to take a chance on my reputation. So if I don't sign the extension, this thing can blow up not only on the Lakers, but also on LeBron James from a fan base standpoint because the fans will then turn on him in a whole nother way. I've seen it happen many times over with Laker fans here in L.A. about certain players and the way that they would view disrespecting the franchise, so to speak, by not – I saw it happen with Dwight Howard, not the same player no. as, as LeBron James, but Dwight Howard was supposed to be. And then he came here for a year – and he was supposed, they went and did all this stuff and put all the the murals up and signs all over the state, and he decided to go to another team. And so he's, but LeBron's got to be careful with that as well. Really? See, I, that, so the, there's, that's a lot to kind of digest there. The, the idea that Laker fans would turn on LeBron for leaving instead of being frustrated with the franchise for letting him go. That's what you're saying? Yeah, because the reason that they would be frustrated with LeBron James is because, one, even though you delivered a championship, they gave you the keys to the car, mm-hmm. and a year ago you went out and got Westbrook. So now if that didn't work out. And you want them to do something else now by getting Kyrie, and they made the decision not to. So you made the decision not to sign. 
So that's that could potentially blow up in his face, no matter how great he is here in Los Angeles. Here in Los Angeles, in terms of the fan base, yes, they'll respect the fact that he was able to bring a championship home, but they will not turn on the Lakers organization because the Lakers organization is going to say, well, wait a minute. We let him do everything, and look what happened a year ago. Why will we do that again? And do that's when think- Jeannie came out in January with Bill Plasky and said what she said, is I've got to take the reins back and do it the way I need to do it for this team to be successful. Do you think the Do you think that making a move for Kyrie – uh, is is an easy one for the Lakers? Like, not, not you shouldn't easy have any trepidation. <laughs> well, it's easy for you, but I'm talking about, like, the, the concern about what happened with Brooklyn in, in the three years that he was there and him coming to the Lakers and sort of not changing his ways, like just doing the same thing. Like, I think, do, you, I think, do you think that's I think, enough of concern? I don't think it's a concern because I think here in Los Angeles, here in California on the West Coast, we are a little more tolerable with certain things that's important to individuals. When you're dealing with an unrest in our country and you have a, a, a black player who wants to be involved or feels a certain way, that fits into the politics of the West Coast and Southern California in particular. It fits into that. So I don't think people would even, they would understand, right? If, if, if he didn't want to stick a needle in his or people would understand that here on the West Coast more so than in a lot of other places. That's just the reality of it. Um, and I think the, what happened to Kyrie, and I don't even know Kyrie, I mean, at all. But what happened is you start, people started piecemealing little things together, and it became one big thing for him. It wasn't like all of a sudden he was missing 300 games. and it was, it's not, It hasn't been like that. But I think what happened is he leaves Cleveland, he goes to Boston, it didn't work out in Boston, it worked out in Cleveland to a degree, didn't work out in Boston, he goes to the Nets, he plays the first year, then they get injured, and then this happens, and then James Harden, because he didn't want to take the vaccination, I mean, he wanted to get vaccinated, James Harden leaves, so now all of a sudden it looks as though everything in Brooklyn is Kyrie's fault. Everything in Brooklyn is Kyrie's fault. But you gotta you gotta look at everything in totality. You can't just look at small things and be able to say, "Well, he's the reason why." Can't do that. Everything in Brooklyn did start with him. It all did. James Harden leaving had to do with Kyrie. They had yeah, but three players but, but that would, they had a championship caliber but, but, team, but, 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 and the guy left because he could. There was no stability you can't whatsoever. Force you can't force somebody to do something that they don't believe in. He didn't believe in getting vaccinated. No, no, no. <laughs> That's why he didn't play. That's why James Harden was like, I can't I, I, I can't deal with this. He, I'm he vaccinated. A, I'm playing. Man, you signed a contract, though. I, man. Get I can the, understand but, what you but believe see, now, in. But, but now you sound like. But, no. but huh, now you sound like a fan. You signed a contract. No, no, no. You stop. can't do that, stop. huh? Stop. That is not that is not a fan talking. That's just logic. So you're telling yes, me. Yes, he that signed in, a contract. So on but, the West Coast. If your team is losing because this guy's not playing, everybody's like, nah, it's fine. Laker I fans think, are cool people, with it if I you're going to lose games. I think people would understand. 
I think people would have a better understanding of why All right, would LeBron, he didn't get vaccinated. Would LeBron? Would LeBron? Now the vaccination thing's out. Of, it's off the table now. That's not the issue anymore. Well, right? yeah, that's not the issue anymore. It's off the table now. Yeah. Now, if he, if he so you don't have that problem. But but all right, if I'm if I'm genie, I'm looking at LeBron like if I do this, it this is you got to you got to handle this. If he doesn't want to play, because Kevin Durant think, didn't do think, anything to handle it, but, but I think LeBron's LeBron can got to handle it. LeBron can handle it because right. there's a conversation. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron's views to a degree, right, somewhat aligns with Kyrie's. LeBron is just not as. Uh, outspoken to a whole nother level like Ky- Kyrie is like he belongs in certain parts of LA his, his thought process and the way that he thinks I get it it belongs here yeah. in certain places I get it right I mean it's just like I always joke I say he'd be perfect here walking on Venice Beach with no shoes on that's his it, he'd be perfect third eye tattoo <laughs> just like Aaron Rodgers I, I completely understand yeah I, no that part I'm with you right it's different kind of thinking I get it yeah. but I and also, I think LeBron can talk. See, it's all about the way you talk to somebody. And I think you have people around you yeah. that can communicate with you a certain way. You then could go to him and say, say, bro, we need you for this reason. We get it. After practice, we're going to go protest. Or after this, we're going to go do that. It's a way you talk to somebody. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Because I'm wondering if people agree with you or agree with me. Because I feel like Laker fans would not tolerate a player who, especially a star player who's important to any, especially, again, LeBron doesn't want to have to carry the team. He didn't want to have to do that last year. So you're telling me you're going to bring this guy in. And what if, and I know it's a big what if. Now, look, if he comes in and it's only the $36 million like uh, option and there's nothing after this year, Oh, he's got a lot of reasons to be motivated to play and show up. And well, play I don't think he would come games. here if he didn't get an extension. Why would he? Because he he you just traded him. I don't think. Yeah, he but he wants to, to get. He wants his money. He ain't yeah. playing for free. He's not playing for free. He's playing for this year. You picked up the it, option. Yeah, he but control. I, I would think I would think he would want a secured contract beyond this year. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know the cap situation and all that with the Maybe. Lakers. Just quite. I'm sure he would want to. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm can sure I, he would. Can I ask you guys a question? What's that? Why do we think that Kyrie with LeBron will be different than Kyrie with KD and what just happened with the Nets? Because I think LeBron's communication and the people around LeBron yeah. can communicate with Kyrie at a different level. That's that's what I – yeah, when, when Key said that, I agreed with that part of it, Pat, is that I feel like Kevin Durant didn't want to – he's not his personality to hold a teammate accountable. That's who he is. That's what he does. You know, and he just left it alone. Where James Harden saw it, and instead of holding him accountable, James Harden was like, I'm out of here. Like, I didn't sign up for this, and he got out of there. But it, I don't know. I think LeBron would understand what's coming, you know, what's coming with Kyrie and try to make sure he's in his ear, keeping him motivated to be on the yeah, court but, for his but, team. But, but Laker fans are not going to sit back going, you know what, though? He doesn't feel like playing. I understand it. I can't imagine but it's not, but Laker see, fans but are going to be okay keep, with that. But see, you you keep saying he doesn't want to play. It's not that he doesn't want to play. There's things that have gone on in our damn country that will make a person not want to play at that moment because some things are bigger for individuals than a damn game. But you keep saying, Han, well, he just doesn't want to play. Making it sound as though he just staying home because he just want to stay home. And that's not the case. 
when you see something, you become visibly upset. When I see some black people being gunned down in the streets, I have to take a break in a moment. But I also am smart enough to realize that I can still go to work and do both things. And when I'm done with work, I can still go protest. And I can still go be a part of that. That's where Kyrie needs to get. He needs to understand he can still do both. It's not like the dude is just waking up again and said, I'm going to go sit in Manhattan Beach on the sand and not go play basketball. We got a lot of people who want to sound off on this, and I'm not surprised by it. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's begin uh, first with Kevin in West Palm. Kevin. Yeah, so uh, first, I didn't know L.A. and California were cool with people not getting vaccines. I, I, that's that's news to me. Uh, but uh, secondly, it, it is kind of like what Key just said with, uh, well, it's not like he's just going to go chill on the beach. While he was doing all the, you know, social justice protests and stuff like that, he was also going to, you know, birthday parties and, and stuff like that. So he, he was doing stuff and partying while he was supposed to be playing basketball. Uh, and Key, you actually first, touched first, on First it. of all, he went to a family member's birthday party. What are you talking about? It's a family, it's sister. He went to his sister's birthday party. He was not at okay. the club. So other other NBA players don't have family birthday parties going on. When and they, they and it's there and it's there and it's if they want to go to their family's birthday party, they should go. This is what this man wanted to do. Not, that, that doesn't even he can't go to his family's birthday party because he decided that he was going to deal with some other stuff and at the same time he was going to go to his sister's birthday party. But key what what Kevin's saying is you got to understand. How does that look to your league? Damn your how it looks. Damn how it looks. It so matters. I, I, it, do, it, it does not matter. If that man decides that he has bigger things that he wants to do in his life at that moment because he does not want to play basketball, he needed to take a step away. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You gotta understand, man. And when you watch why I can't give him. Uh, he picked up an option. Pick up the option. But you're asking me for a for a full max. This is why the Nets said, "I'm not giving you a full max extension." Well, this because, is why the Nets will be without two of their biggest stars, okay. and they'll be starting all over again. Then, and that's the choice they decided was better. You don't think like how bad was it that they're choosing what you just said, starting over, over giving these two guys more time that this has been such a well, terrible a mistake, experience that, that's a that I'd rather go part, through though. a rebuild. That's a than, mistake on their part though, huh? They, that, that's a mistake. They make it a major a mistake. mistake. Well, I think if they wait too long, it's going to be a mistake because obviously the closer they get to the I can't start believe the, season, the mayor said he was out partying when the dude was at his damn sister party. Sure. Yes. This, this is bizarre to me. Yeah. No, that, that part of it. Yeah. But still, the Kyrie thing is going to loom over the Lakers right now, and you can tell from. Don't Jeannie's worry tweet, about what's going to. You worry about the her. Knicks. Yeah, I'm not worried about them, but I'll worry about the calls that are coming up next. G. Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.